This podcast is sponsored by GoDaddy.com. Enter HITCHED10, no spaces, on your next GoDaddy order to save 10% off. Again, that's HITCHED10 on your next GoDaddy.com order and save 10%. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, we, this week, are going to talk about um, a, kind of a 21st century problem here, snooping on your spouse's email. Um, mm-hmm. We had a husband who snooped on his wife's email, and I should say that he felt like something wasn't right, and so he started to become a, an investigator, and he went on to his wife's email and now he feels terrible about it, and the wife feels there has been a serious invasion of privacy. And um, so I guess to get things uh, kicked off here, is it right? Was he right because he didn't feel something was uh, on the up and up in the in the marriage? Was he right to invade his wife's privacy and check her email? You know, Steve, I'm starting to feel like I never answer questions directly. <laughs> and the answer is... It depends, you know. I mean, technically, is it right to invade even your mate's privacy? No. Everybody is entitled to their privacy. There are boundaries even within a committed relationship. That being said, um, if somebody is doing something inappropriately and you have this gut feeling that something's going on, you know you may feel that, you know, your partner's not going to walk in and say, hey, I'm having an affair. So how do you find out? So that, you know, gives you reason to start snooping around. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, this is it's kind of similar to the first question, but, uh, you know, the husband did feel that there's something wasn't right with the, the yeah. marriage. And, you know, is, why did he have this impulse to, to go to the email? Yeah, well, you know, look, let, let's further talk about this a little bit. Let's, let's, you know, unwrap it a little bit more. Okay. The other possibility, of course, and, and when people send in these letters, they're obviously, appropriately, giving us, like, the main point. And if the person was sitting in front of me, I would ask a lot more questions. Sure. So one of the questions I would ask is, you know, are there other times that, you worry about her? Has she ever given you any cause to worry about her? So is this a pattern where he's always concerned about her behavior? And is it something within him that makes him be concerned? Or is there real reason for it? So it may in fact be that he's just a jealous guy. And no matter what she does, he's always going to think there's something going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard to really uh, delineate it when somebody sends in a question as to whether, in fact, he had good cause Uh to be concerned or it was because there's something in him. Now, obviously, 
what we would like to see in any relationship is the person the, the being able to speak directly to one another and to ask questions. So, it, you know, if there were other things going on that were making him feel uncomfortable, it would be nice if he would go to her and say, you know, lately I've been feeling something's not right between us and talk about what's making him uncomfortable and see the kind of answers that he's getting. And, you know, again, if she's never given him any reason to be suspicious, if he's never been suspicious before, if then, because her answers seem suspect, I guess I couldn't blame him uh-huh. if he looked. Okay. And, well, in this case, he did look, um, and what he found was an email from an old, from an ex boyfriend that mm-hmm. he said, you know, it came from the boyfriend, and he from the boyfriend it was inappropriate. Uh, again, we don't have the information as to whether or not she responded or if she right. responded. Um, right. she, you know, but the the fact is. The hu- the wife did receive this email. Do you think she was obligated to tell her husband that this email had arrived in her inbox? Okay, here's one of my depends questions. <laughs> what is he, as a husband, how does he react? Uh, if he's the kind of guy who's going to get overreactive over everything, it's really understandable if she, if, if she didn't respond to this email, if she thought nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Why bother telling him if he's going to end up really getting very overreactive about it? So it's understandable. You know, we can't just take an isolated little fact and say absolutely yes, absolutely no. We've got to know the whole circumstance. On the other hand, again, the best relationship is the one where both parties are forthcoming. And if she could have said, well, I want to just tell you, out of the blue, I got this note from Bill. You know, my high school sweetheart, I have no idea why he wrote it, he provoked me, and I have no intention of responding. Yeah. And he says, gee, thanks for telling me. I mean, that's that's like the perfect scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I get, you know, and I'm assuming this is probably pretty common, too, with Facebook and everything else, where people are reconnecting yes. with old classmates and, and childhood friends and all that stuff. Um, and so how how could they handle this situation in the future, um, or just in general, I guess, I guess we kind of just talked about it, right? Um, being being open and honest about, you know, hey, I, I got this email from an ex ex flame, um, unprovoked, and I just wanted to let you know about it. Is that is that the best yeah, way to go about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that you know, let's presume that this this is all above board. That there's absolutely nothing that happened. That she was just hesitant to tell him because she wasn't sure if he'd get upset, and there was nothing to it. I think that what you know, he's going to have to say is, look, I, it just really makes me uncomfortable. And going, you know, um, into the future, if something like this ever happens, I'd really prefer that you let me know and I will do the same. And, you know, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And that would be, you know, the ideal situation again. Okay. And then uh, finally here, do you have any general rules about setting boundaries uh, of privacy? I mean, if if you say don't check my email, is does that automatically just raise suspicions if if you kind of lay those well, ground think, rules out there? You know, if if the couple discusses these things up front, then it's always better. It's almost like, you know, when you're getting a job in the beginning and you say, I want you to know I'm willing to accept this job, but you need to know that I've already bought plane tickets to go somewhere three months <laughs> yeah. down the road from yeah. now. Yeah. Something that you say up front is always better than 
you know, when there's a problem that's actually come up. Um, so if you talk about that in the beginning, it's good. Now, interestingly, this, this is a little bit off the topic, but it's really tied in. Okay. I heard Esther Perel speak this past oh, year, okay. and she speaks about erotic intelligence. And she maintains that one of the best ways to have this erotic intelligence is to have a little privacy. That when a couple is too close to each other, they like know everything about each other, it almost is like they become brother and sister in the relationship, and that actually dampens sexuality and desirability. Mm. So that's an interesting little twist, that if you have a little bit of distance and privacy from one another, that that actually will add to your sexual intimacy. So it's kind of like – that's very interesting. So it's it's almost in that courting phase when you're trying to still figure things out and you're still yeah. trying to learn about the person. And yes. so having those boundaries, not knowing what's hitting their inbox is actually a yes. good thing. Yes. That is very interesting. And by the way, uh, you should mention who Esther Perel is for the listeners who don't know. I'm sorry, say it again? Oh, I was just saying you should mention who Esther is for those Esther listeners. Esther Perel is a therapist. And she wrote the book called Erotic Intelligence. Her name is spelled P for Peter, E-R-E-L. Brilliant therapist. Uh, if you ever have an opportunity to hear her speak, then, then uh, you really should do some very dynamic lady. Yes, and uh, I think she's also on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. So you could probably look I'm her up sure there. I'm sure she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, another another great episode, Karen. But uh, we're about out of time, so thank you so much again. My pleasure as always. Uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Karen Sherman. Uh, you can get more at drkarensherman.com. She is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 20 years. Uh, Karen offers teleseminars and is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can sign up for her free monthly newsletter with relationship tips at choicerelationships.com. Karen is also on Twitter. Yay, Twitter. Uh, at uh, Dr. Karen Sherman. I am on Twitter at Hitched Media. And uh, Karen is going to be a panelist on a new show in the uh, first airing in the Denver area as of now. And it's called The Conscious View. And uh, it's going to begin showing um, in April. So we will keep you informed as that date gets closer. And uh, before we go, lastly, uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Zoom or whatever. Uh, please leave a comment or, or rate us. Um, you know, we're in the top 20 and sometimes in the top five of the Zoom marketplace. And I would like to get there on iTunes as well. So um, your comments and subscriptions and uh, recommending us to your friends uh, helps out in doing that. So uh, I appreciate everybody who's done that already. And uh, you can get more from Karen uh, on the Hitched website. And uh, that's going to do it. So thank you so much one last time, Karen. I really appreciate your time and uh, your advice as always. Take care, Steve. Okay. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian!
They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.